Merry Christmas, Crossbridge. It is so good to see you tonight. And uh, I, I just want to thank you so much for joining us and be very uh, just, you know, clear with you that if I had a second thing to say what I was thankful for in that video, it would be you. I'm so thankful for you and I'm thankful you dressed up. If you haven't unbuttoned your suit yet or loosened up a little, go ahead and do that and uh, just relax a little bit with us as we look at God's word tonight. And I just want to tell you that if you're a guest who's joining us tonight, that a friend or a family member invited you or you just stumbled upon us tonight, I want to thank you for being with us. And I want to tell you that my hope for you is the same as my hope for every single other person who has the opportunity to join us at Crossbridge. And that's simply this, no matter where you find yourself today in your faith, I hope and I pray that you would be able to take one step towards Jesus because that's what we're all about here. You know, tonight we're gonna to be closing up a three-part series called The Gift, a series where we have been looking at the gifts that the wise men brought to Jesus in Matthew chapter two. If you are not familiar with this story, uh, you could probably go to most people's houses or to some people's lawns across South Jersey or wherever you find yourself tonight and see those nativities that are all out there. You'll see a series of three wise men bringing three gifts. And we know, as we've talked about this many of times now, that there was definitely more than three wise men. And we're going to look at that for a specific reason. So if you have your Bibles, I would love to read out of the same passage we've been reading each week, and that's Matthew chapter 2. It says this starting in verse 9. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star that they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You know, in this passage, there's three words that I want to pull out as we set up our time. And the first one is that word home. And it's simply, we talked about how last week, this word home literally means residence. It's a home that they were living in. And what's great is we also mentioned on Sunday that this baby Jesus really isn't a baby Jesus in this context. Most scholars would believe that he's one to two years old at this time. And so what we've got is this massive amount of wise men who have traveled a long distance to show up unannounced at Mary and Joseph's house with treasure chest. That's the other two words in there. It's not like, a, oh, here's a little, little bit of a gold and frankincense and myrrh. We're talking treasure chest being opened. And I don't know if you've ever been around a two-year-old, but if you were to open up a treasure chest of gold, it has no value other than something shiny to put in my mouth. That's the only value it's going to bring. And so what we do know is that each of these gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, represented a characteristic of Jesus that he was at that point and going to grow into. And tonight we look at the value of gold and the representation that gold means that Jesus is our King. And now this might be tonight a little bit of a different Christmas Eve message than you might be used to and you might expect, but you know what, let's just be real. 2020 has been filled with the unexpected, hasn't it? I mean, in, in our comments, if you're new to Crossbridge, we use our comments for all sorts of things. If there's something you hear and you're like, oh, that was good, just throw an amen in there, throw your praise hands in there. 2020 has been filled with the unexpected. 
Nothing has been what we have expected on any level. So you know that feeling that we have, instead of just ignoring it tonight and pretending everything's normal, let's look at that feeling of unexpected and use that to discover the beauty of Jesus as our King together. Does that sound good? Because Jesus lived a life that no one expected. No king was supposed to be born and live the way that he did. And to explore this, actually I want to start, if it's okay with you, by playing a little game. And at Crossbridge, we like to have fun. So if you don't like to have fun, that's okay. Go get a cup of coffee really quick, a glass of water, eggnog, whatever. We're going to play a game really quick. And here's what I'm going to do. I am going to show you an image, and then your goal is to name that king. Okay, we're going to show an image, and you have to name that king. Every answer will have the word king in it, okay? And so here's what I want you to do. If you could be quick on the, uh, the comments, you could throw your answers in the comments. We're going to go through them pretty quick. And if you are with a group of people right now, the first person to yell it as loud as possible gets uh, a Stanley nickel and a gold star, okay? You ready? So I'm going to show you, show you an image, and you've got to name that king. All right, let's look at the first one here. When you think of Simba, what king do you think of? The Lion King. Excellent. Simba and the Lion King. Let's do another one. If I mention a big gorilla, a big gorilla, who do you think of? You think of King Kong, right? King Kong. All right, let's keep going. If I say and show you a picture of the Whopper, what do you think of? Impossible is the wrong answer. You think of Burger King, right? Burger King, excellent. If you think of, um, let's go with scary novels. Scary novels. Stephen King, we think of Stephen King. And um, how about a, a basketball? Who is this basketball player? It is King James, LeBron James. He is our king of basketball. Let's switch it up a little bit here. How about some music? Um, the Let's go with blues music. Who is this? This is B.B. King. B.B. King, excellent. And our last one. I love this. The most unexpected and famous king of 2020. Are you ready? I want you to think Netflix for a second. Here's this picture, and I'm going to give you a one-word phrase to help you out. Carol Baskins. The Tiger King. The Tiger King, Mr. Joe Exotic. Now, I know that no one expected 2020's reigning king to come from Netflix and have those, that handlebar mustache and mullet. No one expected that, did we? I know that feels like 1985 at this point, but that was this year. That was this year. But you know what's funny is the same is true about Jesus. When he was born, no one or very, very, very few people expected the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords to come to earth and to live the way that he did. And I want to talk to you today about the kingship of Jesus. And I want to look at that gold and the unexpected gift and live in that unexpected feeling. You know, before we do that, I love the way that the Apostle Paul writes about King Jesus to um, his young friend Timothy, who's pastoring off, and he writes him a letter. And in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 15, it says this, 
For just the right time, Christ will be revealed from heaven by the blessed and only Almighty God, the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. When Paul is writing this to Timothy, what you have to understand is there is no words in the Greek language that could emphasize what Paul is trying to say here anymore. When he points to Almighty God revealing Christ as the King of kings, the Lord of lords, there is no way to, to elevate the supremacy of Christ any more than he can with these words. And tonight, what I would love to do is look at the unexpected king. Jesus. The problem for the Jewish people in the first century is what they expected. You see, they expected their king to be born in a palace surrounded by wealth, luxury, and comfort. In today's culture, if we were to see a king being born, we would expect them to be laid in a crib like lined with purple you know, sheets, and they would be wearing a Gucci onesie and baby Yeezys, and don't get me started on infants and sneakers. It makes no sense to me. But for some reason, a kingly infant would have this type of stuff. I mean, do you ever think about what happens when the royals have a baby? They wear things that no real baby wears. Why? Because it's a royal. The Jews expected that their king would be a warrior king, that he would throw off the bond of their oppressors, that he would free them from the laws that they would, were under, and he would put Israel back on top. You see, what no one expected was that the king would be born in poverty, in a cave next to farm animals. No one expected that the Savior, the Messiah, to be the son of a carpenter who lived in Nazareth. You know, it's funny, when Jesus grows up, uh, he actually, there's a, there's a man named Philip who discovers who Jesus is, and he goes to tell Nathaniel, and he says, Nathaniel, you got to meet this Jesus of Nazareth. And Nathaniel in John chapter 1 looks at him, and he says, Nazareth? Can anything good come out of that town? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? You see, no one expected a king to be there. No one expected that the king of glory, the son of God, would befriend prostitutes, that he would touch lepers, and that he would love the outcasts that the religious institution had pushed away. No one would have ever imagined that the king of the universe would choose uneducated fishermen, despised tax collectors, and rebellious troublemakers to be his best friends and disciples. No one would have ever expected, could have ever fathomed or imagined, that a king would forgive a woman caught in the very act of adultery when the law says that she should be stoned, yet he would confront the hypocrisy of the leading people of that time, not look for their support. He would overturn tables in the temple and turn the church upside down because of their misuse of funds and money. No one ever expected that the king of kings would roll into Jerusalem on a donkey. A king arrives on a war horse. No one ever expected a king to stand trial for crimes that he didn't commit. And no one could have imagined an innocent king would then be beaten, whipped, stripped naked, to hang on an instrument of torture known as the cross and dying a death that a criminal deserves, not a king. 
No one could have imagined this king hanging on the cross, the creator hanging before all of his creation, then having to say, Father, would you forgive these people? They have no idea what they're doing because what would have been expected is a king who says, when I'm being harmed, here's my army to take you out, to defend me from those who threaten me. But that's not this king. When they offered this king a painkiller of wine and myrrh, which we talked about on Sunday, he would reject that painkiller to say, I need to experience all of the pain and all of the suffering on this cross. This is what God has designed. And when he experienced it, no one would expect a king to say, it is finished. God, I have finished your work. Into your hands, I commit my spirit. And no one would have imagined a king to die a shameful death in front of people mocking him. And that the last breath, there would be no one on earth that would expect as that came out, that the sky would go dark, that the earth would begin to, sh to shake, and that the world would lose all hope as they buried a king in a borrowed grave. You know, no one expected that three days later, when some women went to go check on that tomb, that a, that a stone that sealed it would be rolled away and that, that the king's body would not be there. That the king had risen from the dead to sit at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. And tonight, I want to tell you about a king like no other. And I understand that as we look at that kingship of Jesus, so many of us, it's unexpected to hear a message like this on Christmas Eve. We expect something like this, maybe on Easter. But the truth is that these simple gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh from these wise men, when we look at these gifts, we begin to see a different picture of Jesus. We begin to see the unexpected way that God was setting up Jesus to demonstrate his great love for us, his creation. And what's interesting is when you look at the story of Jesus, there are three very strong reactions to Jesus as king. And the truth is, I, I believe that 2,000 years later, there are still these same reactions from you and I. The question is, do we know where we fall? You know, that first reaction is from the King Herod. If you know his story, he opposed Jesus as king. He wanted to guard and to protect his kingship so much that he issued a decree that all boys under the age of two in Bethlehem would be put to death because he heard there may be a king who threatened his kingdom. I don't know who this would be as you're watching right now, wherever you're watching from. But when we begin to talk about Jesus as king, I know that there are many who would say, no, 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 I don't need that religion stuff. I don't need this, this Jesus stuff and this God thing. I'm done with that. That's for weak people. That's not for me. I am doing fine on my own. I, I don't want anybody else to tell me what to do, especially not that guy. 
I don't need this. I'm fine. I can do this by myself. I don't need some outdated book that everyone tries to prove wrong, that I see things that don't match up all the time. I don't need some religious principles to teach me what to do, some stupid church to tell me how I'm supposed to behave. I've got this. I don't know if you recognize it or not, but that is a reaction of King Herod, one that opposes Jesus. There's a second group that I believe many, many, many people fall into. And this reaction that the high priests had towards King Jesus. You know, they, they just kind of dismissed him as king. They just blew him off, which is very, very crazy because when you think about it, they knew all of the Old Testament, all of the stories that for at Crossbridge you've been reading the prophecies in Isaiah about Jesus and his birth. And, and as they read those things, they should have known. They knew where he was going to be born. They knew what he was going to look like, what he was going to do. They knew all of those things, and yet five miles down the road, they chose not to go see the king. They dismissed it because they had work to do. They had families to attend to. I'm too busy, and the truth is for you and I, I know that there are many who will invite you to church sometime other than Christmas or Easter, and they're going to say, do you want to go to church with me? You could even stay in your living room and go to church with me, and it's like, I'd rather sleep in. I've got a soccer game for my kids. You know what? It's just been so busy, I'm looking for some of my time. I'm not saying what you believe is wrong, but it's just not for me right now. I'm I'm Okay. You know, would you like to come with me and, and I go to a small group? We can, we can read God's Word together. I know it's hard to understand. We can do it together. You know what? I'm not really a reader. I don't really know where to start. I don't, you know what? Maybe, maybe later. Nah, I'm good. It's the high priests. And their reaction was to dismiss. Jesus is king. And then there were the wise men. These men who took all that they had from a very far land. They loaded it into treasure chests. And when they saw the light that pointed to where Jesus was, they gave up everything to travel for months with no real destination until that star stopped over the house. And when they showed up to the house, they knelt down to toddler Jesus and they opened treasure chests of wealth that that family would have never understood. They gave everything they had and they bowed at Jesus because they understood this is a king who is worthy of everything that I've got. And they worshiped him. And the truth for tonight is this. We all fall into one of these categories. The question is, do you want to admit which one? At Crossbridge, my desire is that we would all take on a reaction of the Magi, where we could celebrate, bow down, and give all we have to King Jesus, understanding that he has changed everything for us. But the truth is, I know those other two reactions are present in our community too. I know 2020 has been full of the unexpected. And 
I know no one expected 2020. No one expected COVID to last this long, did we? It was supposed to be a couple weeks, two weeks. Do you remember that in the beginning? Two weeks, we'll figure it out. No one expected all our schools to be virtual and for our kids to be figuring out hybrid schedules, virtual schedules, and, and report cards, and all of us asking, is this even real right now? No one expected that we'd be trying to celebrate teachers and health workers as the heroes of 2020 because they stepped into something they never ever expected or trained for. No one expected that our families tonight would be all spread out. No one expected that in order to see a family member tonight that you might have to quarantine for two weeks or 10 days to make sure that you're safe to see them. No one expected to be all dressed up in our living rooms for Christmas Eve service tonight. You know, in the unexpected, Jesus surprised everybody and he changed everything. What if 2020 didn't have to be defined by a king with a mullet and mustache? But what if 2020 began a year for those whose reaction to Jesus was about opposing him or dismissing him and it became all about him. And when we say at Crossbridge that we want to encourage everyone to take one step forward in their faith today, I hope and I pray that you would know King Jesus in your life. And so to close out our time in God's word, I want to invite you, if you don't know Jesus as your savior, as your king, to just pause with me wherever you are tonight and allow Jesus to be your king. And so if this is where you are right now, I'm gonna ask that all people watching would just, just close your eyes and would you pray with me really quick? If this is the desire of your heart to have Jesus to be king of your life in 2020 and moving ahead, would you just pray with me? Jesus, I never expected tonight to be like this. But I know I need you as my king. I confess my sin. I ask that you would forgive me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit and allow me to love and live like Jesus. Jesus, thank you for being my king. I bow and I worship you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, I really want to encourage you. Would you email us at prayer at crossbridgecc.org? We want to uh, take next steps with you, walk you along in what it means to serve and to love and to live like King Jesus. And for those who maybe you find yourself today in some of those other categories, you, you can make your turn towards King Jesus. He's not five miles away. He is sitting and waiting for you tonight. And at Crossbridge, we have a tradition where in those amazing boxes that you have with all those goodies, there's some tea lights that are in there. And while everything has been unexpected and not normal in this season, we wanted to bring a sense of normalcy. And some of that is we're not really allowed to light candles at Kingsway, so we have our tea lights. And so I wanna give you a minute to go grab your tea lights 
and just get ready because we're going to be worshiping God together as we close out with Silent Night. And I've asked Pastor Will to close us out with that. At Crossbridge, this is how we bring normal together. So I would encourage you to grab your tea light and when you find your moment of thankfulness, which is the way we started our message together and ended our message together, would you find your time to turn that light on in your moment of thankfulness as we close out by singing Silent Night together. <laughs>